Hello, everyone. We are back for another week, and we seemingly can't stop doing something. Teddy, I normally ask you what that is, but we have a special guest. It is the founding father of this podcast. Hey, hey what can't we stop doing? We, we can't stop snapping. Oh, my hey, God. Michael <laughs> Blue Spruce, founder of the podcast, is back. Daddy is home. I'm incredibly excited for this show. Well, thank you guys for having me on. I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, appreciate your guys' flexibility with finding a time that works for all of us and uh, excited to talk some Marvel Snap today. Oh, man. So this is a, a guest appearance. Michael's not taking up the mantle of host uh, yet, um, but we are always happy to have him back on. How has the break been for you, Michael? It's been good. Uh, life's been really busy uh, prepping for another child uh, and honestly uh, probably heading to the hospital in like two or three hours from now is what it's looking like. So uh, fun fun for that. Yeah. um, But work's been busy, but work's been good. Uh, I've still been playing Marvel Snap every day. So, you know, I haven't uh, haven't slowed down there. I've kept up infinite every season. Um, And uh, I've been playing some more board games. I've been uh, I've been maybe stressed buying board games more than I should. And, uh, you know, have to explain to the wife, well, you know, it makes sense to buy this one because of this reason, you know? It's, so, yes, so that's me. That's that is me. At the end if we have time we're gonna have to do some board game stories. But how has your experience yes. been as just playing Snap for the season rather than content creator? What's that been like for you this last season? Uh it's been good. Um you know, I think I've just tried to like look at what everybody else is doing and I've been probably consuming more content than I was before, right? Um and so I've been watching some more streams. Uh, watching the the competition that Second Dinner did recently, you know, uh, that was great to watch. Um, and yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And like I said, I've, I've focused on kind of trying to get infinite. I got it. I feel like a week and a half in this time, and so like this has been a five week season. So yeah. I'm I'm just like, is the season rolling over yet? You know, is this? Uh, mm. I've been kind of I've been kind of ready for that. But uh, but no, it's been good. Um, I bought some cards, other cards I haven't. I was going to uh, ask, which of the new cards did you pick up this month? Uh, I got, um, oh, what's his face? Legion. Yeah. Um, but I think that was like a FOMO purchase. Um, and I'm not saying he's not good. I just think I wasn't like, it's not necessarily my style. Maybe, okay. maybe it is. I understand. You, you know, but then I was like, oh, but he seems really good and everybody's playing him. So I probably should just get him, right? Um, and I picked up, who else is this season? Uh... I didn't pick up Echo. Yeah. Didn't pick up Gray. Jean Gray. Yep. And then just recently Mirage. And I didn't pick up Mirage. Mirage. So I think Legion's the okay. only one that I picked up. I've bought other cards. Yeah. Uh, or I've tried to open them from Season Cat uh the the Spotlight Reserves, right? So I've opened one or two cards from that that I've like targeted and I got them both on my first try. Uh, oh, that's so good. That's so good. So so I'm sitting good. I've got five five right now, just sitting what waiting for targeting another week. So Love have you it. accidentally opened a spotlight cache yet? No, but I've read your tweets when you have and uh yeah. I, I feel bad for <laughs> you. Hold to confirm, please, please. They they're adding Brett? it. They're adding it. They, they yeah, I did say it. they would yeah, they said yeah, they would add goodness. it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that should have been implemented at the beginning, but they are always iterating. I got like a yeah. Darkhawk variant, but I already have the three times value one, so why would I ever use anything else? Well, this one's, you know, 10x. The, that variant value could go up so much if they put 3x value on the card. 
Dude, Can you imagine a yes. re-release of the give variant with that. that? Like they did the signed no, autograph from no. Nick Fury. Give me, give it to me. I bought yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I was the shill. Give it yeah. to me. Just update that variant to have that in the corner stripe the way it was advertised. Oh, I'm beautiful. So They've embraced it. The official Discord has an emote, guys, with the 3x value. Like Second yeah. Dinner is aware. They, they love it. They, love they, it. they tend to embrace the, yeah. The, 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 yeah, what people see negatively. So uh, hopefully that's a good thing always. You know, I think they wait until the, the anger has passed uh, or the frustration has passed a little bit before they do that, which is good because if they, you know, pop that emoji on the next day people probably yeah. wouldn't have taken it super well <laughs> exactly all right so we have the legion pickup the legion maybe fomo not your style brad what's your what's your opinion on the the cards we got this month because i think it was the the series four releases i think blew away the series five releases and we had things kind of flipped on their head of where a lot of the community hype was how now that we've had this season play out how are you feeling on these new cards um, I think they're all really good. Um, Echo, I think, will have her chance to really shine in particular metas. Um, yeah. it, She's Echo already one of those nice cards. to, yeah. to crimp um, Thanos <clears throat> if Thanos yeah. sticks around. Yes. But Echo's similar in the same way that like Iceman is and like uh, cards like that where you don't see the impact necessarily because there could be a card in your opponent's hand with they they were going to go with plan A with like a dark cock or like something that's ongoing or like a stone or whatever and because Echo's in a certain location they pivot to a different idea mm-hmm. um, to kind of do something else and then you never see like the fruits of your labor right of playing Echo but so that's it's so people that say oh she's bad or whatever you can't really know like yeah. the actual effect that she had. Um, so I, but she's going to be clearly the worst one just because she's so niche. Similar to like yeah. ghosts and stuff. I, I think that's fair. I, um, I was all aboard the Jean gray hype train on the, the meta defining impact. Yep. She, I, without derailing the conversation on why I think that she's still a great card, it turns out releasing into the bounce meta that then rolled into the Thanos meta was not good for her having a big impact. Except herself. for the Thanos decks themselves. They enjoy using her, but even then, it feels like they can do fine without... Like, I haven't seen broad use of her. I think we're on the same page, Brad, than you and me in, in, in liking her. But broad-scale yeah, yeah. adaptation, it yeah. has been legions everywhere. I Yeah, I mean, I, I saw Jean Grey a lot that first maybe two or three days after yeah. she released. I mean, maybe even that week. But now it's once a day. You know, it's, yeah. I'm not seeing a lot of Jean Grey play. Like, oh wow! But Did Legion, I'm seeing you know one one in every four or five matches at least, right? Yes. Well, one was overhyped. Uh, I I I think people are so quick to use that word as a negative because I'm I agree with you, Teddy. Jean Grey's a good card. She's yeah. still very good, and she just like Echo have her chance to really shine. And there have been t- plenty of times where like I've stolen an opponent's Jean Jean Grey with Mirage. Uh, and that 3-5, forcing them to play over there, and then I can be more flexible with my deck has been really cool. Um, but it's just one of those things where overall this entire month, you have a bunch of these cards that are kind of niche in terms of scale. Mm-hmm. It goes like Echo, then Gene Grave, then Mirage, and then Legion being the most applicable of them because what's the one thing that's the consistent or the constant in every snap game? It's the locations. So yep. being, especially with Magic being in a lot of decks, to be yep. able to go on six, Legion and something, which, by the way, I've been doing a Black Bolt uh, stature list. Uh, I actually sent it to you guys in the chat, which I'll put yeah, up in yeah. the post or whatever. This is a list that I'm currently eight and one with in Conquest. 
I did an mm. infinite run today, lost in game three. On my infinite run, uh, that was my only loss with this deck so far in Conquest uh, to a Hella player that got double Hella off of the raft, which was amazing. <laughs> oh, um, man. But the line of being able to go Blackboard on five and then Legion Stature on six, especially when there's a Limbo in play, which I, oh, makes yeah. me wonder if I should put Magic in this deck just so I can actually have that manipulation myself um, of like that gotcha moment. Um, but I think he's, it's been fantastic. This, this has yeah. been really cool. Mirage is awesome. Legion's awesome. I love these cards. I love the info that they provide. Um, and if, if you didn't pick them up, that's fine. It's just everyone has their own play style. Um, yeah. I just think it's, it's, it's hard. I would be hard-pressed to, like, say or dissuade someone from, like, not getting them if they had yeah. any inquiry. I think yeah. I think with Legion, I mean, I've played against Legion a ton, right? It's the one I've seen the most this yeah. season. But I still feel like it's one of those cards that, like, I when I when I'm on turn six and I'm like, okay, what is what could they do, right? I'm like, what, where should I play? What should I do? Somehow I'm still not getting Legion in my head, right? It's the one yeah. that I'm like, okay, how many times do I have to lose before I'm like, okay, think about the Legion play. How does that affect me? What should I do, right? And so uh, there's been a couple other cards in the past that have done that where it just it takes some time for me to get used to it, right? And to kind of have that expectation, like. This is forever ago, right? But it used to always be for me like Doctor Doom. I never thought of Doctor Doom because I'm thinking of, okay, what are they going to do at this one location? Not thinking they're going to spread out the power. This is you know six nine months ago, whatever. Or but uh, that, the leader play. Yeah, yeah, the leader right play, now. right? But eventually, you're like, I've lost enough times of this. Now this is what I'm thinking of every time, and so I'm hopefully, you know, hopefully that's coming for me soon with Legion because uh, man, it feels bad when you're on the opposing side of what Brad described. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta play Kang. Yeah. Ah, oh, there you go. Which, okay, genuinely speaking, I want to say this real quick. Kang um, is way better than I gave him credit for before. Like, I thought he was fine um, when we first came out, and I was like, yeah, that's fine. Conquest, as I've actually gotten to use him a lot more in Conquest in general, um, the ability to hide information from your opponent and then hold on to Kang, don't really use him for most of the games, and then at that perfect time do the Kang snap and then watch them retreat just for those extra free couple of cubes before they even know you have Kang is has won me so many games. Mm. It's been very valuable. And then when the Kang gets to drop, uh, I know if I need to dip out or if I, let's say it's a Legion mirror match and my opponent's trying to go for like a Sokovia Legion, which actually this happened yesterday. They played Legion on Sokovia when I Kanged and I watched all the discards happen. I'm like, oh, okay, well I have priority. So I'm going to play my Legion and put it on Wakanda and say we're not doing that we're not doing that stuff i'm you can <laughs> uh, get out of here with that so weird because then your king normally hides your hand but then the sokovia still shows them what was in your hand and then you play it around but i guess they don't yeah, know but if you're I, actually you gonna know, get it to the board you want, or not. you want to know what's really funny you know what i discarded what? on the two sokovias that came up oh what? their legion that i took with white queen and my legion <laughs> oh perfect perfect <laughs> <laughs> feels good clutch baby i love that that's awesome. No, I think that uh, you're onto some deck brewing, a little bit of magic, but a little bit of insanity at the same time. It's super meta. It's a great meta read in that uh, Adam Warlock and then the Kang thin your deck. And with everything being Hawks and Rocks, thinning the deck, they can watch their Hawk that they invested in suddenly just be four power. And that's like yeah. so demoralizing to the opponent. Um, but I also feel like this deck just gets gassed out. I don't know. I was playing around with it a little bit today it's and it was not doing very well for me. It's it's really weird to play. Um, it took me a few games to, like... Basically, I played, like, two different renditions of this list. 
um, with like discard stuff and like more like like all in on info with like cable and like mantis stuff. I went like I went way too far into it and then slowly peeled back as I tried to identify what was good. Yep. You know what's been the dark horse for this deck? Turn one Hawkeye, turn two Adam Warlock has mm. been yeah, yeah. the most insane play. Yeah, I've been the quick blown card away by it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. That's awesome. Like like I, I it's a I recommend trying the deck uh, if you have the cards. If you were asking me different like things, if you don't have some of the cards like Mirage or Kang or, or like whatever, you can easily f- replace them. Mirage can be Cable, for example, which we'll talk about in a few moments for his change. Um, and then Kang can be just like I don't know another good five drop. Like it doesn't have you don't have to overthink it. So yeah, something something mid range, something just high value, even yeah. like lower tempo because you get the extra draw off of the Adam Warlock to be able to double in there with like a. Um, uh, I mean, heck, any of the two fives, right? Something, something mm-hmm. to drop down. So yeah, we yep. touched on we touched on cable. We've got an update to cable. But so Brad, just to cap off this last season in review, Michael bought one card. It was Legion. Are you going to try and sell him anything else, or do you say that you made the right choice in getting Legion and nothing else? Ooh. Well, I mean, he's already selling me on Mirage because I'm looking at this yeah. list. And I'm like, Mir- I kind of want to try this is, out, and that's is- the only thing I'm missing. Yeah, yeah. Mirage is the one I would say more so than any other ones. Jean Grey's right. okay. Echoes whatever. Um, yeah. But Mirage I think has been very good, especially in the Thanos meta. I love taking their like Soul Stone or their Power Stone and be like, I have a one three, I have a one five kind of yep. thing going on. Um, or in just again the info itself that she provides, even if I don't play the card that they that I get, has been uh, very good. So I, I really. I think Mirage is pretty sick. I might have to. I might have to open up the app while we're recording here. Uh, there we go. We'll, we'll see what she's, in she's in the cash now. You have a hundred percent record on cracking them open first try. Well, uh, to be honest, I opened up one this week. I was like, I'll see if I get her right, and I got the okay. Thanos yeah. variant, oh, and uh, which is good. I, yeah, I, <laughs> which uh, I mean, I'm like, okay, this is a pretty good. This is a pretty good variant. I don't feel bad, but I have five, so it's like even if I, I could open one more in the next. 45 minutes, you know, and just one more shot. There we go. Uh, All right, if you do, you're going to have to tell us what you pull open. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> or show, we show the camera. The yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we should. <laughs> okay, so we have some changes. We have a big patch that has been announced with some interesting changes in the sense of, like, quality of life. We've kind of touched on this a little bit. And then some massive changes. The first one yes. we want to go over is going to be cable. It's one we alluded to a few moments ago. The big problem that Cable has been approached with over the last, what, few weeks since the uh, Chavez change a while back, maybe a month ago, was yep. the fact that Cable always would grab Chavez because she was forcibly stuck in the bottom of the deck. And if you play against an opponent that plays a Chavez deck, you're essentially just doing the same thing that Chavez already did, and except now you're giving them essentially one extra draw that won't be Chavez and kind of helping them in a way. So yeah. that kind of sucks yeah. and feels bad. So a very simple change. Cable's the exact same thing, except instead of grabbing the bottom, he grabs the top. That I have a question, though, for you. This is a great right. change, by the way. I love this. What do we do about Mantis? Mantis th- draws off the top, right? Yeah, but you also. have to you have to snipe. line up. Yeah, and she's a one two, right? And cable's yep. a two. I know cable's a two two, so it's a lower power and it's a guarantee hit. But I mm-hmm. feel like Mantis is just so 
Why so would you? I don't know, Brad. I was already going to be like, what do we do with cable? Cable, this is not enough, man. <laughs> Mirage is just better. Mirage is drawing a cheap no, no, card from I, their hands and then it's more but power. No, so. no, no, here's the thing. I think cable has a genuine chance of being played now because you steal the card. It's not yeah. a copy. You take it. So if you, especially in Conquest, when you take their Shang-Chi or you take like their tech card that you know you can overcome and you're like, they don't know that I have this and you have the ability to snap. I know you're, I know you're uh, Teddy, I was going to say, Teddy doesn't look convinced. So I don't know. That's I what... saw Mirage release and I was like, without Cable getting buffed in some way, I'm never playing Cable again. His, his, late, his rate's still going to be low. I, I, will yeah. co- I will concede that. But I think in Conquest, you might see him tick up a little bit because the value of stealing people... Because before, the argument was, even before the Chavez thing, you're taking yeah. the card they're never going to see anyway. So yeah. yes, yes. You, even if you take the Shang-Chi, right, you're taking that and you know that they don't have it. They don't know they're not going to draw it, but they'll never see it in the first place. But now you're... I know it's a it's a change of mentality more so than anything, but ch- taking something from the top and denying them that draw, especially when it's something that's a key card that they were hoping on, it's uh, I think it feels more impactful to me, like because you're straight up denying a draw now. Like, and and I, I think I I think the I, I think the interesting thing is, is that like they don't know which card you've drawn, right? Um, yeah, of course. And so yeah. like there's that mind game of like they're hoping, like you say, to draw the Shang Chi. But you have it in your hand, right? Yeah. And they don't know that. So they have, it's like they're having to play around you potentially having any, you know, one of three cards by the end of the game, right? Uh, or so, like, and they have to play around, play around that, right? So I yeah, think I sure. think that's interesting. No, it's, it's very interesting. I just, it's so competitive to get, as there's more and more one cost and more and more two costs, especially for, like, the plug and play, what do you want to rock? When you're up against Spider-Ham at a 2-2 and Mirage at a 2-2, do I also fit in Cable? Am I replacing one of those with Cable? And I feel like I just go back to those other guys. Like, the competition's very stiff, but you're right. I mean, the, the fact that you're stealing and then you have the extra information, you don't. The, the opponent doesn't know they're running a broken combo, and you do, and you can really play that to the hilt. If you get those off, it's going to be very impactful. Yeah. But we'll see if he actually sees any play beyond that. Anyway, we got another one that's going to be probably a bit more impactful than Cable, even though the change is far less uh, nuanced or interesting, I suppose. It's one that they teased. It's magic. So they said in the previous OTA that they are going to change her for the next patch, which is going to make it so that the honor veal on turn six does not trigger, but you can play her on turn six, which I think gives her a slight bump in stock for serverless. That's what I've seen. Yep. We've seen um, magic with uh, the new Absorbing Man and Surfer list a bit now, because now on turn seven you can go Surfer into Absorbing Man, which the four five is a lot more impactful than the four three was before. It's so good. It's so which, punchy. I love it. Which now magic doesn't have as much of a downside where you, if you have nothing better, which is not going to be very often in a Surfer list with cards like Maximus, the, the new card Dakin coming out soon, uh, things like that. If you really need to, and you gotta play Magic on turn six just to get that extra couple of power, you can. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats. I, I played I think... a. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I played a, a decent amount of uh, Surfer Negative over the last few weeks, and man, it's one of those times, right? It's the it's the recency bias. I know that the stats aren't really against me, the game's not against me, but I'm like, every time on turn six, you know, I draw Magic, and she's inverted, and I can't play her, and I'm like. Yeah, this potentially could win me the game. You know, just like 
if I could play her down and then do Surfer to get some extra stats somewhere, like, it could make an impact. And it's just like, so this, for me, is great, right? I think it'll definitely help in that situation. If that's just your worst-case scenario drawing her on turn six, you can at least do something, right? Yeah, I think over the course of a full conquest, either gold or infinite, you're going to have at least one game where you do you take advantage of this change. And so I do, I think it's it's a very nice flexibility change. I mean, heck, people wanted this change back when she was the 5-3 and mm-hmm. unplayed. So I, I love mm-hmm. seeing this come through. And then, yeah, when you get the buffs on the surfer coming through or if she's inverted, it's great. Negative surfer, loving it. Negative surfer, not necessarily loving the next change, but negative still, his stocks are going up, right, Brad? Yeah, definitely, because there's one change that people have been wanting for quite a bit because there's a weird interaction. Have you ever noticed that you have, you know, Iron Man in your hand, right? Or yeah. let's say you have Death in hand, or more importantly, the New Living Tribunal, and mm-hmm. then the peak shows up, and suddenly your Iron Man's at a 5-0, or an 5 that, make, that makes sense, yeah, cool. But you're then your Living Tribunal becomes a 6-6, right? Your yeah. Death becomes a uh, 6-8, right? Yep. Is that how it works? Yep. Um, so... The death Rather one is actually really funny because it's like still good in that <laughs> yeah. it got discounted. I, I love that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> but then if you were to do anything with Mr. Negative and play it that way, unfortunately, it doesn't swap it evenly. It goes ahead and actually just completely swaps it around. It makes your living tribunal a nine six and your death a uh an eight uh six, I think actually is how that would work. So yep. now they're making that work consistently. And Mr. Negative does the same thing. Which does beg the question, Living Tribunal Negative being actually kind of cracked, maybe, with the flipped Iron Man? You can play Onslaught and be a 6-6? It's definitely all on the flipped um, Iron Man, but I don't don't love it because, like, you're shaving off power from the Living Tribunal, which is an extra 3, and then you're shaving off power potentially from Onslaught as well. So it's like four power that you're missing, and then you're getting five power back from the Iron Man. So but, I don't but know if you're if getting Iron really Man and Mystique, you're getting an extra eight power, where you're losing three pa- or yes. four power overall. If, so you're well, if gaining. You, four. If you have Mystique if, and Iron Man, then it's double twice, right? So it's, well, you want yeah, Mystique yeah. on the onslaught. Oh uh, well, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And that goes ham, like that's. Yeah, I don't know. Rough, um, but yeah. I, uh, I don't know if you've convinced me there yet. I think this is a good change overall. This feels like stuff in my day job, right, where people are like, why does the software do this here, and why does it do this here? I'm like, well, you know, we didn't really think about it. Uh, We just decided to do it two different ways, and so, yeah, well, let's make those the same. Yeah, exactly. But the the real hit for this is Jane Foster, who's commonly Mm. being run in negative zeros, which is now the less popular negative, inexplicably. Uh, the rise of surfer and magic but now if you run jane and you get her inverted she's still going to be playable on turn six you need to be running magic and so even if you hit like magic in the mid game negative super late you get the jane she's inverted you play her on the final turn then your turn seven can still be your power vomit of these massive cards yeah yeah that, that alone right there is enough to be a very impactful change to actually justify running jane foster in your negative list where before people were kind of on the fence of like well if she gets flipped she's awful uh, yeah. But if she doesn't, then, you know, I, I win. But then there's the other thing of, real quick, the reason I don't like Jane Foster negative list is because your opponent should just leave if they see Foster resolve. Yes. Nine times out of ten, they do leave. Yes. I don't think the one time that you get the eight-cuber is worth it uh, for me to yeah. run it. I don't know. On. It feels like a overall just like they're, they're gone. It's a two-cuber. I feel like in ranked, you might be able to smack people around a little more. But yeah, I think in especially more competitive conquest, people are so cagey anyway. It's mm-hmm. not going to 
make you money. Yeah, because they'll snap earlier, right, if they've got the hand, right? And yeah. they'll snap, and then maybe you'll stay in because you don't know what's going on. But as soon as you see that come down to five, it's like, well, yeah, they got my two cubes. So, Or yeah. if they do stay in, they probably have Waver Sandman. Mm. Yeah. Unbeknownst to or you. Or they're just the... really dumb. I think I think they're mostly just really dumb, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Brad has a low opinion I've, of the community. Well, but you guys, you listeners, you are brilliant. You I, uh, I definitely, for me, uh, there's like a, I play only, I play worse the more tired I am. So sometimes yeah. if I'm just like out of it, tired, I I'm saw like, that tweet. yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just going to stay in, you sure. know, uh, we'll see what happens. And, uh, yeah. and then I'm, I'm that loser that gives you the eight cube. So, I mean, that I've, I've done that before. Yeah, sometimes you're just like, I just need this one more goddamn win. That's yeah. all I need. I'm trying yeah. to get this challenge. And I, I just, I, especially the ones where it's like you have to win with like under 10 power. And I'm like, I'm just playing Professor X. Please don't play a card here. Yep, Please exactly. don't play don't. a card here. Oh, <laughs> and then they the do. opponent and they play a card there. And then you're like, all right. Well, one more now time. You're ruining the game plan. Yeah. <laughs> Even more for Surfer Toys is a rogue adjustment. This one is super minor. Old was 3-2. She would steal the ongoing ability. She still does this. But now she will technically also trigger an on-reveal if the copied card had both ongoing and on-reveal. The only card this impacts right now is Electro. So I think this is just future-proofing uh, uh, Rogue. Uh, uh, there's two in the game. Soulstone's the other one. You have to remember. Oh, no, fair, fair, in fair. The game. So if you... I, honestly, roguing Soulstone is fine. I was doing that already. Yeah. Now you get a card draw alongside. So maybe that's oh, actually that's, more common. That's actually occurrence. really, really good. I mean, yeah. again, it's... You have to have the card. They have to have the That's card on the board. Insane. But insane, right? Are you hearing yourself say that, Michael? Playing rogue on a one-cost card is actually really good. Yeah. Okay. That's it's not. It's not crazy. that good. No, it is. Well, that's I, the thing. That's well, now crazy. that you're saying it, now I'm I'm convincing myself it's not. I'm but, like, well, but that's yeah. how crazy Soulstone is, right? That's yeah. That's, the Infinity Stone package in any other deck, Soulstone's just being able good. to get the Soulstone yeah. effect. You're like, yes, please. I would pay three to be able to to flip that on the opponent. It's that's fair. It's fun. That's why Thanos. Thanos is king, and he'll stay there. We'll see oh, if he man. gets hurt here with the Spider-Man change. Brad, do you want to hit on Evolve the Thing first, and then we do Spider-Man? Yeah, at the end? let's 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 take the veggies before the dessert. So, yeah. Evolve the Thing. His old one is just you know you play him on a lane. Your opponent has one card on the other side, and then he's gonna smack them around three times we and get that guaranteed. You. Four nine, which I I've, I've been chatting this from the rooftops. I thought he was the best card in Haivo um, for the longest time. That was underplayed because I'm like, it's a guaranteed four nine. That's insane. Why yep, would you yep. play Chavez on six when you can play the same thing pretty much essentially, and then have energy left over to float for Sunspot and Misty Night? It's, it's so crazy. crazy. But now we have both. I would say a nerf and a buff. The nerf aspect of this is the fact that it afflicts three random enemy cards here with negative one power. So rather than being able to hit a single card three times, its floor is one card, hit it once, now it's a 4-7, essentially. Where its yeah. ceiling now <clears throat> would be that 4-9 swing like we are accustomed to. That's the yeah. nerf. The so to be very buff, clear, the, the random card cannot be chosen multiple times. It has yes. to be three different cards to get the full value. Yep. Exactly. The buff aspect of this, though, makes uh, Abomination better in these decks yes. because Abomination cares about each card that's hit. When that's you hit the higher part of, part of it, sometimes you have those weird games where you play the thing on a stacked lane and you hit the same card all three times. Yeah. And you're like, your A-bomb's like, oh. oh and then it's even okay. worse. You hit, like, Dracula. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hated that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Negative three Dracula. Joke's on you. Yeah. Yep. I love Yeah. It was great so, playing discard into that deck. I, but yeah, so it's a good change. I like yeah. it a lot. I think it's really nice. It's one that um, is not actually really that big of a nerf, I would say. It just makes it so it's not just a blanket. Slam it down, brain dead play on turn six, or turn four, I mean, uh, and just guarantee a four nine. I think that was too good, but this gives a bit more nuance to the card. And a deck that you want to flow energy anyway, so maybe playing on four isn't always the best thing you want to be doing regardless. Yeah. Oh, man. I remember last week we were recording highest win rate card was a bomb and this making him even better it's so good all right it's changed around a little bit over the last week with uh, oh, a little surge in sauron and stature but a bomb still in the top four with thing right behind him <laughs> rounding out the top five on snap.fan of course the the stats they lie a little bit but the fact that he's just up there at the very top shows that this is a a very capable high evo deck yeah yeah i think we're going to be seeing more of that over the next uh couple of weeks funny you mentioned stature did you, you know you know what i found out today that stature stays at one when dream dimension comes up yes uh she used to be able to fight through wave as well but then they yeah. altered that so so dream dimension do doesn't it. increase her to a two when she's one so no yeah she stays at one definitively so that supersedes the location's ability yeah so stature and miles used to have My the highest priority but now they're just Wave has the highest priority, and Stature and Miles are behind Wave. Okay. I think it's cool. I like it. Yeah. I was very yeah, curious no. to see that. Yeah. I hate but, I, I hate that location. <laughs> I mean, it's... How it's many games where I have, a, you know, I've got a five-cost card to play down, and I'm like, well, you know, not today. Now that they have decreased the, um, the frequency of the stone locations, I think Dream Dimension is drawing some ire. Or yeah. the, the dark, no, yeah, Dream Dimensions drawing there are the five cards. Hey, Michael, you hey. know, I have some wonderful news for you. As someone who also agrees with you and cannot stand Dream Dimension, there is one card that I always hated having in my hand when Dream Dimension popped up, and that was our beloved Spider Man as a 5 4 over the last month or so. Now, you don't have to worry about that anymore. He's a 3 5, and that's not all. It'd be insane if he was a 3 5 and kept the same ability. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's, let's move on from that. His on reveal has changed. This is a complete rework. Now he says on reveal, move to another location and pull an enemy card from here to there. So kind of a mishmash of Stegron and Polaris. Is yep. this the next best just straight up throw it into any deck you can like a Polaris 3-5? Or is it a bit too random? Michael, what's your take? Well, uh, you know, I when I first saw this, I saw the three five, and I my draw my jaw was here, you know, uh, because I I just stopped reading for a second, and then I was like, oh, okay, different ability, right? The words are different. Let me let me catch up here and see what's going mm. on. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a great stat line. Uh, I think for what it's doing, like you say, um, Polaris, right? It's it's Polaris. It's moving a card. It's very similar. Um, but it's taking a card from where you are to a random location. So, I mean, you know, uh, we've seen Silk ha have some great versatility. Being a 2-5, that kind of bounces around the board and you don't have that control necessarily. Silk's obviously a different card and it can bounce from multiple times. But I think Spider-Man has a good a good spot and just like a good cards like line. Because it's only going to move once. And you know it's going to go to one of two locations. And... Often that's not going to be a bad thing, especially on turn three, right? Because 
you still have half the game to kind of figure where you're playing out, right? Yes, true. If you're playing it on curve, I think that Surfer is interested at another 3-5, but I don't know. I find it hilarious that the, the devs call out that part of the reason for the change is that um, they were getting a lot of feedback that players are frustrated playing against Spider-Man. And as such a universally popular character, they didn't want that to be like such a negative um, experience. It's really fun to play Spider-Man. It's not so fun to play against Spider-Man. Now I think they're making it not so fun to play Spider-Man, but actually kind of hilarious to play against Spider-Man and be like, oh, you pulled the junkie card and now you're, you're gummed up. Like, I don't know. If I'm running Surfer, I feel like Polaris and Juggernaut both recommend themselves just as much, if not better than the new Spider-Man. Mm. I don't like the chaos of not knowing where he's going to hop. If it was controlled, like if he was guaranteed to go the left, like all the other move cards, I might actually like it a lot better. Interesting, yeah. I don't know. I I think it's not going to be as insane and potentially as frustrating as Silk, where Silk has yeah. a really weird learning curve of like picking your lanes and making sure that you can like like let's say for like you you play jeff and then like another move type of card and you make sure that that middle lane is clogged and you force your silk to go one way or the other and then the last turn then you move your stuff to kind of open up that way um but spider-man is a bit more just it's a one and done and i think more often than not you're kind of okay with it uh just moving because the three five is going to be pretty decent on its own right uh it, it's hard to say like I really, I can't even give a proper evaluation of this type of effect because I'm trying to think of like where you even play it. Like, do you play it as your, you know, your type of juggernaut thing behind a storm? Not really, because then Spider-Man leaves that storm location, and that mm. seems kind of bad. Um, you don't want to get, you don't want to use him to get into a locked location more often than not because things like Sanctum Santorum, yes, he can get to, but he's bringing someone with him. So, yeah. is that gonna be? Is he gonna stand toe to toe? Maybe in certain matchups like the Thanos meta we have currently, that could be interesting where you just take, you know, a, a Mind Stone or something like that, zip them over to Sanctum, and you're like, cool, peace out, I win. Um, that's going to happen. But then the same thing could happen with Silk, right? Yeah. Or once she lands yeah. there, you, she's there. Will, will this work with unrevealed cards, I would assume? I, we don't I know. don't think so. You don't my, think so? My assumption is no. So not like Juggernaut, because um, Juggernaut... Because it's, will, it's calling out cards, and I think cards have to be revealed when other effects have this kind of text. Like, Juggernaut will specifically call out cards that are played this mm. turn. Unrevealed cards are played cards, yeah, but they're but, not cards. But Stegron, Stegron's wording is similar to this, where it hits unrevealed cards. It does? Stegron hits unrevealed cards, yeah. Uh, maybe he can. Maybe he can. I feel like... Does this? Do you run this alongside Silk to kind of compound Jungle Lane? You watch the results of Spider-Man, and then you double down with the Polaris in the mid game. You're looking at a lot of really tiny cards. Yeah, I mean, maybe this could make. Okay, you mentioned Junk. Yeah, and I'm kind of intrigued by the idea of a Spider-Man Silk Polaris Junk deck. Yep. Just you can kind of pull a bunch of rocks over to one lane. What, yeah, what you're giving to your opponent with like uh, you viper over a rock or like a um, what's it called goblin, uh, goblins and stuff. Um, so you basically increase the odds of Spider-Man grabbing something bad for your opponent to where you can shift over pretty easily with it and guarantee that one location. Um, 
So I don't know. That that's a very interesting idea. I don't know how good it is. Um, that's yeah. the thing. I don't know how good Spider Man's going to be because nah. it, it sounds worth trying for sure. But yeah. will it stick? Yeah, I think. I think he has a stat yeah. line that is that is pushing like Surfer Dex will try to adopt it, um, but where's it going to be able to go with the the impact of the ability? I don't think you play him in Surfer Dex because Surfer Dex are getting to this point where they're reaching this plateau of the the deck is so hard to figure out like what the best cards are. I think Daka is going to be tested pretty extensively in Surfer Dex, which we'll touch on on your side of the, the uh, channel, Teddy. Um, yeah, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. This the Spider-Man change is really cool, but I, I just don't know where it sees play. Because you could at least... Here's the thing. Spider-Man is the 5-4. We were discovering was just good enough to be a blanket card to go in any deck really at any point. Yeah. It's just that effect is good enough. I was running it in <clears throat> Surfer instead of Sarah. Yeah, and I was happy. exactly. I don't know if I do that now. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, look, maybe the stats for it is enough to just be like, we're good. But I mean, that's really what it was for Polaris is the stats were just good enough. And you had those couple fringe like location interactions that you could abuse and, and pick up the dubs. So we'll see. We'll see, man. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, uh, here's the thing. I know anytime they release a three cost card, there is a there's a hive mind, a legion within snap that is like, and now you play in surfer. Are we saying mm -hmm. don't try it in surfer? I mean, give it a try. I just don't know. If I, it's I don't. Th I don't think it's gonna stick personally. Okay. Oh, you know. that's such a good. The Spider Man's not gonna stick. He's not. Gonna so stick. The, I've said that twice now, and it, like I haven't <laughs> meant it either time is like a pun, but you know, here we are. So. What's the? Uh, do, I'm gonna like hats off to the animation team if they get us a new animation for the release of this card because Spider Man oh, was they, already they, one of the the prettiest cards in terms of animation. Yeah. Besides Big Bad. Like right? maybe like shooting a web across and like pulling yeah, it with. Something or... like Spider-Man 2099, but then dragging him along. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, I, so I, the biggest Cross thing about this change that I, I guess we can end on before we move over to your half of it, Teddy, is that I'm just happy that all the spider people, for the most part, are going to be like congruent with one another of like what they nice. do as far as their effects go. The only outliers at this point now are going to be Spider-Ham and then Spider-Woman. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> which Spider Woman's the weirdest one here, where I wouldn't mind them doing the thing of switching around some abilities or something and giving Spider Woman something else at some point. I, I'm cool with that. Um, she's also just very underplayed and under underutilized, even as a five eight, which is we've kind of established as being the best a five cost can be, getting right underneath Shang Chi. Well, and if she uh, gets the four cards, right? That's a five twelve. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and she still doesn't see play because that effect isn't impactful enough in the eyes of most players, at least competitively leaning. But maybe yeah. she's just the card that's good enough to be played that people are kind of uh, dusting over to the side. Oh, gotcha. So instead of playing Spider-Man, you should now play Spider-Woman. Brad is promising you guys. Get it twisted. This is the, the next go-to. Try it. You, you heard it, like here, you heard it I mean, here first. If you don't own Legion, you, might, you can get extra power here. If the opponent plays <laughs> Legion, you beat them with this unless they really get you on the locations. All right, so next up, we're going to be talking about the new cards that we're looking ahead into the next season that is big in Japan. One thing that I'm very excited for, there's a lot of cards to talk about, a lot of interesting discussions to be had, so stay tuned. We'll see you right over there. Can't Stop Snapping is a podcast hosted and produced by Brad Safer and Teddy Ninja, originally created by Michael Thurman. Hey, Teddy, we have a wonderful guest with us today. 
It's yes, the founding do. father. Hi, Michael. I haven't heard now, this one before. You ha- you have <laughs> not been a big person in the content creation as the the last few weeks because you've been taking some step, steps away from the podcast stuff like that. But people still need to know where to find you. Come back to the limelight. Where can they find you? Uh, so I'm on the you know the website everybody knows X. Uh, you know. <laughs> that we're all familiar with uh twitter uh at blue spruce 17 uh i'm also you know in the official discord you know and you can message me on discord i'm blue spruce 17 on discord as well um but yeah i i'm i'm lurking more than i'm posting these days i'm liking brad's tweets and and others uh but uh yeah i i'm always open to discuss things or i usually share there when i when i've made infinite uh when i've got a deck i really like uh things like that Yay! Hey, Teddy, where can they find you other than your channel? Yeah, find me on YouTube at Teddy Ninja, on Twitch at Teddy Ninja 15, streaming Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. Got that infinite grind going, all the latest cards, and then deck guides over on the YouTubes. Love to see you guys over there. That's so beautiful. Uh, one thing real quick, with the, um, the tweets and stuff, one thing I've noticed that I wish I could figure out the algorithm for is the fact yep. that, like, half the tweets I put out, I'm not trying to like get any traction with. I'm just saying shit, and then sure. they're the ones that get 300, 400 likes. I'm just like, what? Why? But then the ones where I'm like, this is the big brain thing. It gets like ten. I don't get it. Help me understand, please. You're Elon, give me the money. What, what was the tweet? Interested in? Uh, so the... I said, I said Dakin was going to be the best card since OG Zabu as far as season's best cards. That got 300 something likes. And then I said, I, I tweeted a, a weird surfer list that beat my ass. And I was like, this got me. It got me good. I had 200 something likes. But then where I'm like trying to be nuanced in like my approach of like saying stuff and be like, you should try this. Or this is my, my thoughts on Snap. It's like, okay, 20. I don't get it. Yep. Help me understand. They don't want you on a soapbox, Brad. They just want real Brad. X is so authentic. <laughs> okay. <X is> so <laughs> Speaking of authenticity. We're going on a Teddy's channel. The most authentic person I've ever met. Stay tuned for new cards. Welcome back, my friends, to the Can't Stop Snapping podcast with a very special guest host, the return of Michael Blue Spruce, founder of the Can't Stop Snapping podcast, and as always, joined by Brad Sever. How are you guys doing? Doing great. What are the hype levels for the brand new season headlined by Dakin? Uh, I love any card that's like creating a new card with it. So, uh, I just love that flavor of any card, uh, Thor, not in his original form because Thor in his original form was horrible, but you know, (laughs) Thor today, anything that's like doing something very unique like this, I just love, I think I want more cards like this. And we're a promise. We're getting a little tease in two seasons. We're going to get Black Knight within the weapon-creating vein as well. We don't know any stats or too much specifics yet, but yes, the, they know that we want this. We hunger. Brad, where are you landing on Dakin? Dakin in general or the entire season? Uh, let's, let's start out with Dakin. Uh, so I, if anyone was listening during the little break segment, uh, I did say on the wonderful Twitters or X.com, which looks like a very suspicious site that you should not be browsing at work anymore, I, I guess. It's so weird. It's so weird. I think that Dakin is going to be the best season pass card since original Zabu. Um, I think that's where he's going to be at. I think he's be better than Nebula. Crazy. I think he's be better think than... Think he's better than Hitmonkey? I think he's better than Hitmonkey. Um, Hitmonkey. 
Here's the re you know why. Okay, Hit Monkey, very specifically, went in a bounce deck. Was very yep. good and was the part of the reason why that deck was so great. Yeah, Kitty Pride really pushed it over the top, but Hit Monkey was a big player, which hence the reason they had a big change with him. Dakin, I feel like, is a card that can just go in literally any deck you want. You can build around him if you really want to with the discard stuff or the destroy packages with like things like Carnage or um, not Lady Sif, uh, what's her name? Uh, Colleen Wing. Mm -hmm. You can do yep. things like that to go specifically in line with him or do stupid crazy stuff with like Shuri and things like that to make him really big and Taskmaster. You can do that too. But you know what else you could do? You could play him in Surfer because he's a three drop. And you know what else Surfer likes to play? The Killmonger Nova package, which that just slots in. Slots in nicely with this kind of card. You know what else deck likes to play the Killmonger Nova package? Sarah Control. And you know what Sarah Control really likes to play sometimes? Big cards. And they used to play a card like Maximus, but Maximus has the downside of making your opponent draw. And when you're trying to be a control player, you don't really want to give your opponent cards. You know what Dakin does? Becomes a 3-8 at the minimum, and then doesn't give them cards. Yep. There's that, too. So do, do you think that Dakin is good enough to run if you have only one activator for the shard? Yes. You do? Nova's good enough to run when you have one activator with the Killmonger package. But Nova's such a, like, a low um, opportunity cost loss, right? You're dropping him in as one energy pretty much anywhere in the game. I don't really care if I don't pop Nova. Like, I don't feel like I wasted too much. Dakin's a 3-4, which I didn't, again, I didn't lose too much in the 4 mm -hmm. power to not mm -hmm. get that to double. So I guess that is fair. My yeah, name, what about you? Well, Are you running I, this um, solo with, with one guy? I like the angle from the Sarah Control. I love that yeah. deck. And so I think I think that's an interesting deck. I think, uh, notably, right, that just base increase from 4 to 8 if you're doubling his power is non-Shang-Chi-able, right? So yeah. it's so like a bigger know. body uh, than... Um, you just said the name, the Maximus. three seven Maximus. Uh, he's a better a, Maximus. Look at him. Yeah, you know he's a better Maximus. You don't have the downside, right? So is that risk worth it? Because Maximus, right? He's great if you play him on turn six. You're not, you know, the cards your opponent draw is not helping them, um, generally. But Dakin, you can play down turn three, turn four, turn yeah, five, yeah. turn six. Now, right? It is important to, to line up. The Maximus comparison is not quite one-to-one -one because you're in this situation where we're playing him alongside the Killmonger for the activation. You do have to play the shard, which is one more energy. So yep, then you're fair, looking at right. the 4-8 in the combo. But again, the one cost is very easy, especially for the Sarah Control deck to fit in. They often have uh, the freedom of one energy to be able to squeeze together. So it's yep. not too much of a hindrance, but it's worth calling out here. Now, what about this? <laughs> Dakin, is, he feels like the devs are promising this discard destroy hybrid deck. And the synergy with his dad, Wolverine, thematic synergy there. Is a hybrid deck actually going to be able to, to materialize? Do you guys have a pitch for what that could look like? So I kind of have one in mind, but that's actually going back to the Sarah Control list. I okay, think you Sarah could... Control will run a little bit of destruction at a little bit of discard? Well, no, here's the thing. Like, what's a good card in Sarah Control already? It's Killmonger, right? And that's just a good yep. catch-all card. That's when you're yes. already going to be playing with the Nova thing. You know what else you could maybe do? You could wing maybe run. You can yeah. You can you can run swarm yes. and calling wing yeah, as just a, a, a high a higher. Maybe you're maybe going into a bit more of a different deck now than Sarah Control. You maybe you cut you cut Sentinel for swarm and then bring in Colleen Wing instead. 
Um, and then maybe you're looking like instead of like something like um, like Mysterio, you cut that for Colleen Wing, right? Oh, keep the um, Mysterio for the Nikia, right? Nikia hitting either the Mysterio oh, if you're, or if the you're going to, yeah, if you're going the to the Dakia Dakia thing. or the Swarm, yeah. they're all yeah. quite happy. And if you have buff, Bishop, right? right? Like, yeah, yeah. So you're looking at like a like a hand buff kind of deck that has yeah. tech cards with like right. uh, Sarah. Which I think, yeah. honestly, I mean that that archetype uh, I've seen uh, been played quite a bit. Teddy, didn't you play it not too long ago, um, or make a, make a little bit of a video on it or something? Uh, you do I, that from time to time. I, I do that from time to time. I was also already trying to f to, to cram <laughs> Calling Wing into <laughs> destruction because I loved the interact like the high roll on being able to. I'm already running Wolverine. The high mm -hmm. roll of being able to start him at four to then feed into a big mm -hmm. venom is amazing. Yep. And then hitting Swarm is also incredible because you get these free cards that you can drop down, destroy to be able to go into Null. There are extra tokens to be able to discount Death. This like really small discard package within Destroy was feeling pretty good already. And then with the additional upside here of another card that wants to be discarded by the Wing. I mean, listen, Colleen Wing is a 2-4. Like, I just like playing a 2-4. Yeah. And then if she gives me more upside, I'm, I'm very happy. Yeah. I wonder, like, you know, the classic... Uh apocalypse uh with dracula kind of a deck right like i mean you obviously you can put dakin in there right um and maybe you're playing uh modok on five to get rid of the shard right but what are you Dakin? replacing to put Dakin well, in that one so dakin is a nice interesting curve filler because sometimes i've noticed yes. when playing discard uh one of your biggest three drops is going to be calling uh, not calling sorry uh, lady sif um mm, right yep. and you want to focus on APOC, but there are games where you don't have APOC in hand and you have MODOK in hand. So yeah, you don't, now you're yeah. in this weird, you don't want to play Conley Wing on curve now, and it kind of messes you up, and now you're just kind of sitting there going, I'm not playing anything. Um, and now Dakin can be this kind of bridge between these costs, where Dakin's actually has a, a bit easier low-cost thing. You can draw on a Conley Wing later to kind of get rid of the shard, or then you can MODOK later to just yeah. get rid of the shard in that manner. Um, Extra four power, yeah. Yeah, uh, maybe yeah, so you just cut Hellcow or something, or like that—that uh, that seems. Uh, maybe you just don't go with the Dracula version. And you try to just actually play out the yeah. talk. I was gonna say keep the Dracula. I think that um, I was gonna call this out on the Discord, the discard list, because I think that Dakin does just raise the ceiling of the deck if you can find mm -hmm. the curve play of setting up your. Um, being able to hit Colleen on two to be able to hit either the Wolverine or the um, Swarm, you're looking super happy. You play Dakin on three, you get the Shard, you have the Modok, and you fuel in. It just yeah. plays out so smoothly, yeah. and now the power ceiling is up. But I wonder if it brings the floor and the consistency actually down a little bit, because I'm running, I'm still running the um, the Storm version yeah. of the deck. Nebula. I don't think I, cut, yeah. I don't think I want to cut Storm to be able to run the, the deck in. What I probably I, cut is I was running other, I was running like Moon Knight or Gambit as a extra just throw it out there in case I felt like I needed to do something. And Dakin is an amazing throw it out if you need to do yeah, something. Yeah, I would, I would cut either of those for Dakin personally. I think I cut Storm at one point. You cut I think Storm as well. There was a reason for it. I, it was a, it was a few, it was like two or three months ago, honestly, when I did this because I that that discard list I have to scroll pretty far back to the front to to, to mess with, right? So yeah. um, I cut Storm. I even last time I messed with it a couple of days ago, I saw that Luke Cage was in there because there was so much high evil running around at the time when I was messing with that list. Yeah. So I don't remember why I cut Storm, but there was a reason for it. And I was, I think I. And, and landed on Hellcow and uh, Gambit. 
as my uh, my fillers there, mm. which end up yeah. being just okay. Uh, Hellcow is an enigma to me. I, it's like sometimes it's very good, and you're like, this is cracked. Like I, sometimes I, it's like I have three cards in hand, and like I need it, you know, or four cards in hand. Like I need to discard these two and not these two, and that yeah, yeah of course, yeah, the exact wrong ones. Yeah, yeah. You would think I, uh, you're I'm still running better, the storm, but. I love yeah. being able to play mm -hmm. Dracula after Storm and then have the flexibility of, like, do I invest my big APOC there or do I just give it the uh, Chavez later, be able to yep. figure out that flexibility. Yeah. It's, it's I, do like, I do like that. That's one of my, probably one of my top five decks I like to play is that, that deck. Yeah. Running Nebula? I run Nebula I like, in the deck. I do Sunspot instead. Ooh. Yeah. I've seen the flip-flop between the two. I've, I've leaned yeah. more towards Nebula for that, that list because when you were playing Storm, it made more sense to me. Yeah. Um, but also, I, I think the I, I, there was less floating I found with Sunspot in my experience, and more just like let Nebula do her thing. If she ends I, up being impactful, cool. If not, I'll figure it out later. Yeah, I also had a string of bad draws where I wasn't having the APOC in hand, and so then it's like I want Dracula to eat Chavez, and then I'm playing Swarms, and I'm just floating anyway. So oh, okay. I'm looking that over at my too. Nebula, and I'm like, oh, plus two. I had six floated, so that's that's my reasoning. That's that fair. Sense. That's fair. I usually I'll put the nebula down first, right? And then I'm like, okay, am I gonna play storm in that location? Do I not have Dracula in hand? Maybe lock out that location with something else. Um yeah. But yeah, I think Sunspot, I mean, you can really go either direction. Okay, so we like Dakin and Discard. Mm -hmm. We are kind of all over the place on a, what a hybrid deck could be, which I think leans to like it's gonna be super fun to be able to test this card out. I think there's How about experimentation. Destroy. Does Straight Destroy pick him up? Because Straight Destroy right now is pretty much always wanting his dad in, Wolverine. Does he slot in? In three weeks, yes. That's when going to be the next thing. When X-23 comes out, I think that makes a difference because then you can run Deadpool. Yeah. Yep. And I think that, that you want to be able to bridge that gap of like awkward one-drops, which X-23 yep. really helps doing that. Um, but as it stands right now, uh, now it's worth calling out it's giving you a one drop that will be a token that can be destroyed for death yes it's really not helping null out very much but it does fuel that, carnage, that side of the gameplay specifically carnage yeah. is the one that benefits yep. the most out of it um now Ven and then venom honestly even eating uh dakin after he's been buffed can be interesting too in sure. different lines in that way if you want to go like the artem zola route you can start doing crazy stuff like that um, there's a lot of different routes to go where I think he's probably fine. Um, I just think he's going to be in the... If you play him in a base disc, uh, a base destroy list, it's going to be the non-Deadpool variety, at least yeah. until X-23 comes out, and that's where you can kind of be like, I have this extra one mana oftentimes where I can bridge the gap of these awkward plays where I normally couldn't. Yeah, I think the question is, is he better than Sabretooth? And I honestly don't know. Sabretooth is really good for Venom, and I, yeah. I think the floor for Dakin is not as good as Sabretooth. I um, I would play Sabretooth in that case, yeah. I think that's fair. I think the Sabretooth is just so nice to get that four power into Venom and then have that like just a zero cost four power card in hand you can play for the rest of the game. Like, yep. yeah. And then you then you get Super that impactful. wonderful uh, Shuri's Lab pop up, and you're like, oh, this is the best day ever. Oh it, yeah, it goes so hard. Big. It goes hard. You know, or they play the yeah. Well, yeah. No, that's good. Um, no, no. Yeah, I, I think I think he has a spot. Like, he has a spot in the hybrid, in the discard, in the destroyer. Right? I think there's probably a package he can work in any case. Um, I think I'm personally more interested to try the discard than the destroy. Not because I don't yeah. think the destroy will be good. I just 
that sounds just a little more nuanced and interesting to me. Um, I think there's good destroy packages out there already, and I don't know if he like makes them necessarily like what how much better does he make them right is it like yeah i just don't know how how high the ceiling is there to improve that deck with just that one card yeah that's my take you got a shot you got a shot here brad this is exactly why i say he's gonna be the best card since zabu because think Mm -hmm. of the discussion we're having think of all the different decks we're even considering him to be good in yeah, the fact that he has that much capability of like, yes, you can look at Zab and be like, oh my god, this makes four drops insane. We could pre-nerf Surfer. Oh my god, this is great for three drops. Dak, and you're just like, you can argue, pretty. Uh, I think I I could be bought in to pretty much any argument someone presents to me of why Dak and should be an X deck. I don't think there's a single deck where they say. Maybe I could do like a Dakin thing with like a kill marker package, maybe throw in like a single carnage just to like have some extra fallback or whatever. And I could just be like, I don't see why not. I don't see I don't see the super downside. Um yeah. now maybe maybe against like, you know, like kazoo is where I probably would be like, let's not do that. Uh but otherwise, <laughs> uh, there's not very many decks where I'm like, don't play them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, More flexibility than we've seen in a lot of other cards, right? Where it's yeah. like he he can do a lot of things. A lot of cards are kind of a, which is fine. But a lot of cards are like a one trick pony, right? They they go in one archetype or two maybe, but he's mm-hmm. three plus, right? Yeah, a hundred percent, man. I'm hoping I'm hoping that for the hybrid deck, they bring Sabretooth over to discard. Give him that destroyed or discarded, and ooh, I am there for that free baby. Yeah, because X twenty three is gonna have mm-hmm. the discard effect yes. too. So it's weird that yeah, Sabretooth so we have, doesn't. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like, why did we do this differently? I don't really know. Yeah, we just cool. did. <laughs> well, the high roll is that I think like the Modoc hit it, being able to hit Sabretooth and not get to hand for two board for free is like too much. But I think the last two things that we have to close out the discussion is one: uh, what's X twenty three going to do to this card that it releases in the middle of the month? Which X twenty three, Dakin's living in X twenty three's shadow already. I think for hype in the community. And two: how are we? doing the build around Dakin deck. That's the one we haven't talked about. If you want to go all in, Dakin's going to win me the game. How am I building this deck? Am I looking to get buffs on him, or am I looking to get duplicate shards? Um, I mean, yeah, so you can go the buff him route and play something like Taskmaster, right? Yep. Um, but I think that just sounds hard. I mean, it's like doable, <laughs> right? But it like it's like yeah. Because if you're trying to Taskmaster, he has to be the last card you played. Yeah. And so Which it's like... It can't be if you're going to destroy the shard. Exactly. So right. like... And like... So you could like... You have to like I mean, you could like Shuri it. into Dakin, but then again, you have to destroy the shard before you well, can Taskmaster. No, so it's like... To, yeah. You'd have to do something really dumb. Like, you'd have to have... Uh, Shuri into deck and no, then that does um, that doesn't yeah. work. So I'm thinking about Negasonic. Your it's turned it's turned six all of a sudden, and you can't. You... <sighs> yeah, it's really tight. And then I just he's going to be so vulnerable to Shang Chi if you try and buff him. I think keeping him at eight is actually better. Shang Chi is the most popular card in the game, and sadly, with the new Hulkbuster, he's immediately vulnerable to Shang Chi whether he doubles or not. Uh, yeah. So you can't even like initiative surprise them and get over the threshold, but it's like he's a th- he's a three nine and then would double. To Ooh, 18. question: Is he yeah. a is he a good bridge for Phoenix Force? 
That's why we're doing a lot of destroy stuff. We're just like, you don't have Phoenix Force. The deck's kind of bad when you don't have Phoenix Force. So you might as well give extra fodder to destroy and get a little bit more power oomph, right? As like a little fallback plan. I know that deck's very finely tuned at this point with like yeah. what's in it. But like, man, it feels bad when you don't have Phoenix Force. It's like, it's like a Nimrod deck without Nimrod. Yeah. But that one is trying to use Nimrod to win without Phoenix. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know because I think that Phoenix Force deck is like it's already trying to bridge multiple archetypes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dakin is like, and then here's Dakin. <laughs> I don't know if that five combos in one deck. Yes. Yeah. When it all works together, you're gonna be like, clip it. This Big is brain. The clip, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I think that just his general applicability and like scooting him in when you already have just a random destroy ready with the killmonger could actually be his most his most playable state yeah i think i don't think he's your win condition per you know i don't think you're like specifically like i didn't make him so big to win the location by himself right i think like brad says i mean he's just a good card with a lot of flexibility that can be another option and often a better option in a lot of different decks yeah yeah i'd agree all right and then when his sister comes out, X-23, does this bring us to, like, Mach 5? Or is it... Do you guys think that they, you're going to need both to be able to be really competitive? Um, can I can I start with a hot take, I guess? I think... Cook it up. I think X-23 is going to be this month's Jean Grey. It's going to be she's fine. She's overhyped. But I think, I think vastly overhyped. Really? I wow. hear the screams of thousands we're, we're, thousands we're reading the same card description, attachments. right? Like we are, yes. <laughs> energy energy manipulation, man, mana cheating, mana cheating is very good. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, but if there's one deck that that's why I think specifically she needs to go in a Deadpool version of the deck because if there's yeah. one yes. deck that runs out of steam pretty quickly when you start throwing out all your stuff with extra energy, it's destroy decks. Um, you only have a limited amount of things that do the destroy. And yes, being able to play like you can do some cuter things, right? With like your null on six and then Artem Zol or null on five, Artem Zol on six kind of thing, right? Uh, that's always fun. Um, you can get the extra energy to get Deadpool underneath to go with null or a death that you didn't quite get low enough or something like that, right? Um, mm-hmm. It does yeah. act as a great gap like bridge. It's gonna make that deck better. I'm not arguing that in any way, shape, or form, but I think we're kind of seeing the hype as if she's the next Jesus. And I don't think she quite fits that <laughs> bill for me. Um, well, here's the thing is I think that she just kind of replaces Yandu in like the, the basic um, yeah, deck right now. Right. And she is an upgrade there. So that alone is, is really nice. But what I see my worry here. Well, yeah. So my worry with X 23 is she is her ceiling as a hard cutoff because armor and Cosmo just exist. Mm-hmm. Like destruction can only get so good. Now, I predicted this for Bounce as well because I thought Bounce could only get so good when Sandman and Wave and Killmonger lived, and they still, it was, it, unst- it was still good. Past everything. Um, but I don't know if Destroy can do the same tricks. Well, that's why you play Echo in your deck. Yeah. That's why you play Echo in the deck, play it down right before they put the Cosmo, and you're, yeah. you know, you're Okay, no, you're... genuinely speaking, I, I really, I, I was talking about this when Echo was spoiled. I was like, at worst, yeah. if you play it in Destroy, you play Echo on one, tell them, you're not going to uh, armor this lane. I can get Bucky down behind her and then Carnage, and you get guaranteed power in that lane without worrying yeah. about your gameplay getting disrupted. I that get doesn't one round. seem bad. 
Yeah. Now. It doesn't seem bad. Yeah. No. I, I like it. We're going to see where she lands. We, do we want to do highlights for any of the other cards? So if you're saying that X-23 is overhyped, who's the who's the sleeper hit? Who's going to be the legion of this season? You have a pick, there's Michael? Only, there's only three cards, right? It's true. There's a very yeah. small pool. Uh, well, out of the other two, I I think Lady Deathstrike's very interesting. Oh, that's um, such a good pick because I was going to go Silver Samurai for sure. Sell me on Deathstrike. Well, I just... I'm not saying it's great. I'm just saying it's an interesting card, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> so on reveal, yeah, on reveal, destroy each card here with less power than this. So it starts yeah. as a three power. I just think that's a great, you know, turn five, turn six if you're powering her up, right? Yeah. Uh, no, 100%. Again, I, and, but that takes an investment. So I'm not saying that, you know, maybe that's not worth the payoff. Um, it's when she's in conjunction with X-23, right, and can cheat down to turn four, or she's able to stack on top of X-23, so you're destroying a couple of cards on their side and giving you more energy. Yeah. Like well, yeah, now that I'm, I'm... I think I'm talking myself out of it as I'm thinking oh, about no. it. Oh, no. This is not the right salesman. The salesman... <laughs> this is like an SNL sketch. This, is, salesman this, this is why I don't work in sales, it. you know. <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, think yeah, of the vision. Think of the vision, right? Yes. So in the meta as it currently stands, what's a deck that's being played a lot? It's Thanos. Thanos. Think yeah. about a lot of cards that are very good right now. Spider Ham's good. Mirage is actually get, seeing a bit more play now that I'm seeing it for her a bit more on ladder people grabbing her. Um, there's going to be a lot. There's a lot of cards that, as they exist in Snap currently, just sit at that two or three power threshold, right? Or if we broaden to some like legacy cards. The uh, Lockjaw, uh, mm -hmm. the Iron Man, and the Dracula. Dracula is all very low, powerful, yeah. very impactful. Zabu, Zabu as well. Now here's and then, if you want to go and build into her, I do think that you can go with something interesting like a Shuri, um, like Nakia stuff. Like if you want to go with Forge, that, I do, yeah. I do like the idea that we saw with the Artem Zola play. Um, mm. I do like the idea of going Zabu into Wong, into Shuria, onto Wong, Lady Deathstrike, and then she wipes out everything, so you don't have to worry about worrying about whatever, right? And she goes to 12, and then, uh, you know, hitting the Zola on her, hitting other two lanes. Here's the thing, though. That sounds great in theory and really cool, right? Yes. But your ceiling is 12, pretty much, in that curve. Yep. Yep. How many times do you see cars that are bigger than 12 in the game? A lot. Darkhawk is one of those great Hulk, Dino. Yeah. So Dino, yeah, Hulk, she Hulk. she kills all yeah. the small stuff around there. She kills she kills the rock slide. She kills uh you know the absorbent man now that's getting played in those decks. She kills Legion maybe, but the Darkhawk and then the Devil Dino and the other two lanes are just like, "Hey, what's up, buddy? We win. We win yeah, by one yeah. point." That, that was matter. fun, but yeah. Yeah, that was cute, but 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 also that I mean we already talked Echo, right? But like what you yeah. just described feels like the day she comes out, people are gonna want it. Like that's the combo to try out the night that she comes out, and then really everybody bad. Cosmos down, right? It's like, mm -hmm. well, okay, well we're not well, doing. Okay, this. so now you go Echo Zabu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so we said that already. So that's definitely fair, but it's definitely like oh, if you don't have. Echo, or you know, you don't have all the cards. Like I don't know how well it's that's at gonna that line point. Up. Just play a better deck. Yeah, at that point, um, because you know, that's the thing. be the person like, that's playing she, Cosmo against them. Is she good enough to slot into any deck as just a blank, a good five drop? I don't think so. Is she also good enough to spawn her own deck 
Uh, also unsure about that, especially with Eliath around the corner in a couple months. You know, that Cerebro 3. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, hit your own cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hit your own Cerebro. Um, no. No, it is, it is kind of funny if you use Lady Deathstrike and hit, uh, what's it called? Um, you hit uh, like a Patriot deck, and then Patriot yeah. goes down, and then one of the other stuff goes down around Mystique, Patriot, and then you, you hit know, those yeah. next, like the yeah. order of the oh, The order, yes. The order, I think, would be one at a time. It would check. Yeah. That's usually yeah. how the game processes absolutely everything. So, so you know, that's cool. It's lines. just how often is that going to be very good? So. Yeah, Patriot's yeah. kind of fallen out a little bit right now. Lady Deathstrike's going to be hard. My, my Legion pick for this next season is definitely Silver Samurai. This guy looks cracked. The hand attack is so brutal, especially with uh, what me and Brad have already been playing, which is Ham and Bolt. And the opponent is just sitting with, oftentimes, one ca- well, two cards. One's a pig, and then one's a real card at the final turn. And you're like, yeah, yep. I'm going to be really aggressive here because I know that I can. And if I'm not getting yet another card out of their hand, I have an extra consistency factor of scoring on stature. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, it's just the only thing you have to worry about with that is making sure that you don't have stature already down to a one when you play yes. him. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Stature, That's which uh, is very unlikely to happen. True. But, yes. um, but may- maybe not. Maybe, uh, maybe in the world where he's released and we have... Dakin running around and this hybrid destroyed discard deck comes to fruition yep. then maybe that's going to be a bit more uh, easy to happen as we would than we would think. I Dakin on three that. Silver Samurai and I have four and then like, yes. You know. yeah. yes exactly that's and then ver- that, that's doubles, very good right you there. knocked a card out of their hand then you follow up with Black Bolt they have nothing in hand they're top decking and then you hit them with the stature plus anything right Legion. what yeah. are they going to do stature yeah. Legion is my favorite thing to do on six right now Exactly. Why not? So good. Yeah, there's 14 um, points, and you manipulate the location in all three spaces. It's uh, yeah. really good. And if you throw in a um, Black just Widow in the early curve to just pinch him that much harder, ooh, ouch. Yeah, and then we're also, you, you can't overthink it. Like, there's there's going to be decks like that that's going to be nice to brew around with this, uh, this the Samurai stuff with Dakin and things. But you know yeah. what else? Just the it's classic just better than Zabu, Darkhawk. Another card oh. that gets benefit well, like yes. benefit from Zabu, and then Darkhawk already likes to play the Black Bolt Stature package on occasion. That's still very good. Um, mm-hmm. I was uh, gonna say just in Apocalypse discard, it's better than Hellcow. Yeah, if you have I, Calling Wing into yeah, Silver Targeting. Samurai, and suddenly you have lots of swarms, whoo, that is amazing. Yeah, and then you roll into Modok on five, and you've got a handful of they're all swarms. Oops, all swarms. Oops, all swarms. And now you might want to go into Nakia. For that too, the, she like Nakia also sure. makes like I think Samurai makes Nakia better for that hand buff deck that you like, Teddy. Um, yeah. Because you get to target your swarm and things like that, um, yeah. or your uh, Wolverine or whatever, and you have a bit more uh, control. Because here's the reason that he's going to be very good, and I also it's my pick spoiler for the Legion of this month is because you get to choose and build around what you're going to be trying to discard nine times out of yeah. ten. Your opponent doesn't. Yes, it's yep. the yep. lowest power card in the hand. Um, but by turn four, right, way. like that card could be... Oh, wait, what am I thinking about stature for earlier? It's the lowest power card, not cost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, that's way easier. I was thinking the same Which, thing. Hawk is zero in hand, baby. Cut, cut, cut. That's true. Oh, that is it's true. so brutal. Which, it's which so yeah. brutal. You They're going to be get... losing Hawks left and right. Silver Samurai can't come soon enough because the patch did not change. Zabu Hawk. <laughs> I don't think it should. I think that's a deck that's going it, to... It's a deck that should exist in the meta, uh, uh, similar to, like, uh, Sarah Control, 
uh, because it's something that's blanket decent against most decks, but is not impervious to all decks, or to literally any deck, I would say. I think the only deck that uh, Darkhawk has like a great matchup against is Thanos, and even that oh, yeah. one, I would say, is more... 60 well, 40 as of late then the it's i don't think it's there's someone that that's, that darkhawk is typically my favorite card in the game and one of my favorite characters as well i used to think thanos was the most easy i win every single time but the newest renditions and the way people have been fine-tuning these thanos lists it's not as easy to just say oh i, I have darkhawk i win as to, be fair, to be fair thanos just lost its spider-man um, mm-hmm. That's and true. then the Zabu Hawk also just murders Lockjaw. Lockjaw is a good boy. He loves to fetch those rocks. I don't. Um, I don't think the Lockjaw kind of falling off the meta is, is what you should be doing for no, for, no, I don't for, think so uh, for Thanos. But 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 if that comes back around, or if the I mean Lockjaw was very popular for a time, mm-hmm. and yes. then Hawk emerged as a little bit of a soft counter and a predator, so it's looking very good. And these cards are looking very exciting. You guys, you're gonna have to know down in the comments below what is your headline card because we each ended up landing pretty high on a, on a lot of the different pieces releasing. This is an incredibly exciting season. That's going to yeah. be rolling into yet another incredibly exciting season with Loki <laughs> around the corner. Oh, man. So be smart with your I'm, budgets. I want to be excited about August, but September, I'm like, <laughs> bring it to me now. Yes, yes, yes. Death and Taxes, baby. Give me Death and Taxes card and snap. I will, that's the deck I want to play the most. It's my favorite <laughs> archetype in any <sighs> game ever because I'm an asshole. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right, all right. Do you have any final words of wisdom you want to drop on our on our listeners for the, the upcoming cards? It's all you, Michael. Oh, I was. Uh, it's not about the cards. I just had an important question I wanted to ask. Brad, how many times have you watched Mad Men? Uh, uh seven, seven or eight. Oh, okay. I thought he was going to say eight because it had been a whole two weeks since he mentioned it last time. It, it was seven Man. or eight, from what I can remember. But yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know why I felt like I needed time. to ask you that, but uh, you, you hadn't watched it yet again in the in the two weeks. No, since. I am I am rewatching the boys currently though. Oh, the nice. boys! In anticipation when is season? of the new season. It's yeah, supposed to be the end coming? of this year. Yeah, is oh, what we're thinking. Get a I don't think it's. I don't think it's not. Con- it's not confirmed yet. Um, but the reason I love that show so much is because I think it's the most realistic take on what superheroes would be like in real life. If they were real, I yeah. don't think it's like Marvel and stuff like that. I think it'd be just straight up like the worst thing ever. Horrible. Chaos. Have you have you read uh, Brandon Sanderson's Steel Hearts? I've heard that it's a very similar idea. I have not. Okay, I'm a huge Sanderson fan, but I haven't picked that one up yet. I haven't read any of Sanderson's books, but I like live in the same county as him, so there's that, you know. But Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow, we could meet up when I inevitably go to Sanderson Con one of these years. There you go. <laughs> I, I would ask, but I don't want to dox you. Oh, no, yeah. I'll tell you after if you really want to know. But, uh, yeah, my office is probably like 10 minutes from his house. So, oh, is, so there, cool. is there any show you've watched a bunch, Michael, uh, close to the seven or eight yes. seasons of Mad Men? So when I, was listening, when I was listening to your guys' conversation about that, I don't know if I've done it with a show. Um, most shows I watch once, maybe like twice, but I do it with movies. There's movies yep. I've watched like 11 times. Like yeah. when Princess I really Bride, like a movie, the Goonies, um, well nice for people. me, like it's a lot of, uh, like all, almost all of Christopher Nolan's movies I've mm-hmm. seen. Have you seen you know, Oppenheimer? I haven't seen it yet with just with oh, kids. Like I, ha- I'm so like, oh, there's like three movies I'm behind on seeing in theaters that I want to see in while they're still in theaters. But, uh, 
Uh, like, I just watched Arrival the other night. I don't know if you guys have mm. seen Arrival, the sci-fi movie, like, uh, uh, Dennis Villanueva. Arrival um, is one of my favorite sci-fi movies of the last, like, decade. It's I so watched, well done. I, I think it was, like, my seventh time watching it, and it's just at this point where I just, I feel like I can appreciate it more and more every time I watch it, right? So I like watching movies uh, over and over again. Like, and and it, sometimes it's to my detriment because I like don't want to branch out and watch new movies. I'm like, why would I watch a new movie when I can watch this movie that I know is a masterpiece? It's my, my comfort yeah. movie. Yeah, so it's the same with the shows. Um, yeah, but uh, I don't know if there's I don't know if there's a show I've ever watched more than twice in my life. So, yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Everybody's got their own favorites. Well, I've got to hop on a stream and start testing Dakin. <laughs> he He's is out. alive at the moment. You guys can check out. All of our coverage for me and Brad theory testing. Uh, Brad, you've just started streaming. You want to pitch that? Yeah, I finally started streaming on my YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com uh, at Bradsifer or whatever. Uh, it's, uh, I, I finally figured out how to make it work where it's not laggy on a Mac because I am not buying a new PC at this moment in time because uh, th that's expensive. But uh, if you all want to gift me a PC, uh, you, my cash app is at Bradsifer. You can go ahead and invest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but seriously, no, uh, the streaming has been a lot of fun. Let's get some infinite tickets and let's have uh, a lot of fun hanging out. Hey, baby Teddy, we'll do some uh, co-op thing where we uh, backseat game with one another, annoy the uh, hell out of each other, or uh, you know, hey, maybe yeah. go hop into battle mode and talk a little shit with some uh, dumb decks. Color-themed decks is something I wanted to do. All purple. Oh, all man. Green. <laughs> that sounds very fun. Okay, okay. Or all, I like the, um, the cat. The, the all cats deck and you can yeah. include like any um variant art in that the, has in a the cat throwdown. there's yeah has a cat the new rescue oh she's so cute she's so cute we'll set someone uh, up that sounds fun let's do some theme stuff michael it's incredible to have you back thank you guys for having me i had a blast uh, i love talking marvel snap and it's gonna be a great season but again uh, if you guys want to have me back on in september i will uh i'm excited for september i'll say that yes we're gonna we'll have do, we'll to. do uh, already also, done you know what one other thing before we go we should do a uh, a big watch party for Loki season two. That would be Ooh, fun. That'd be very and fun. Maybe we'll watch maybe the a season premiere of some variety. Um, I, I I know there's a ways around it to to do like the reaction stuff. You have to like heavily edit it in some variety, but I think that'd be really cool to do. Yeah, I'm down. We'll, we'll put it on our radar. I like the idea. All, All right. right, that'll do it for us here at the Can't Stop Snapping Podcast. All you guys, hope you guys have enjoyed. You can find this in its unedited and entire audio format on any of your podcast providers, or you can split between the YouTube channels of me at Teddy Ninja and Brad at Brad Suffer to be able to find the video cuts. Hope you guys enjoy. You have to let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. Till next time, thank you guys for watching. Don't stop snapping. See ya.